Kel? Yay. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's lunchtime with Ace and Co. Guys, we are back and Co is back and I'm excited and just life is good right now. Life is really good. <laughs> How are you today? We missed you. We missed you. Oh, you missed me. I missed you guys. But it was a really good episode. She did amazing. She's she's the best. I she love is. her so much. Well, she I mean, is. we're the best, but like she's well, also the best. So. Duh, we are the best. No one can beat us. That's you know, that's that's humility for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no one can beat us, but that's okay. But it's alright. Oh my god, how are you? I'm really good. I'm loving it. Raining out here. It's so beautiful. I know it's a little much. It is. a. <laughs> I know. Actually, I don't know how I people to... live in Seattle. <laughs> I used to live in Seattle and that's why I miss it. So when I have days in a row where it's raining like this, I have never been happier. Like I'm the opposite. It's like oh my happiest days are rainy days for sure. I love it when it first falls and then it's like, all right, where the fuck is the sun? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, feel, I was wondering about you if you were liking it or hating it. <laughs> Oh my God. So what are you eating for lunch today? So today is a pretty normal day, although I am splurging a little bit. I am having leftover pepperoni pizza and I'm definitely going to reheat this coffee I have in front of me. So that'll be my lunch. Question for you. Yes. How do you reheat your pizza? I actually do it on the stove. So I have a, it's fancy. I have a cast iron skillet and this is, this is true. Like this is pizza I ordered. I didn't make this, but (laughs) I I sprinkle a little bit of garlic on the bottom and a little bit of olive oil. And then I reheat it on the cast irons on, you know, the skillet and it, it tastes amazing. Isn't this the same way that you reheated your payway? It is. I reheat all of my <laughs> all of my takeout leftovers. I try to make it fancy. That's how I try oh, to be damn. a better mom. <laughs> I thought I was fancy when I learned that you have to put like an ice cube in with pasta when you reheat it in the microwave. And I was like, mm. I made it. That- <laughs> Gourmet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What are you having for lunch today? Oh, you know, I'm having our favorite meal of all time. Okay. A Big Mac. Uh, I was like, it's something McDonald's for sure. Uh, okay, but a Big Mac with a large fry, obviously, large okay. Coke. And then the important part is the ranch. Mm. You have to dip it in ranch. If you don't dip it in ranch, it's not even worth having. That's a good point. That's a good Big yeah. Macs are, ugh, they're timeless. <laughs> I've never met a Big Mac I didn't like. That's a fact. <laughs> Oh, so while we're talking about our weeks, let's talk about our in the shitter and the golden turds of the week. Mm. Do you want to go first? Sure. So my in the shitter moment of this week was, uh, so I can handle a lot of things. I've been on my own a long time. Uh, I can handle snakes. I can handle cockroaches. I can handle being really dirty and manly labor, but I hate spiders, hate spiders, right? Oh God. So Scott decided to bring home two tarantulas. (gasps) Where did you get a tarantula? He found them in the desert and decided it would be a really good idea to have tarantulas as pets. No. (laughs) And so here's the best part. So he brought home these tarantulas, right? Put them in a cage. And I told him, I was freaking out. I was like, this is the worst day. The kids fall in love with them because they're cool and they want to have them for Halloween. And so now we have these tarantulas named Pikachu and Daisy, right? Vomit. Oh, the worst. And I told him like, they can't be in the house. That's, I won't sleep. They have to be outside and please put them in the front yard. So at least they're not in the backyard where if they get out, like they're in the backyard somewhere and I'll never be able to go outside again. (laughs) So he put them in this cage and they lasted for a while until one of the tarantulas ate the other one. What? That shit happened. And we woke up to <laughs> like an extra leg just hanging out oh, the rest of the Pikachu side. and fucking Hannibal Lecter. It was, dude. We don't know which one ate which, but Bria is for sure that the girl was the one that ate, <laughs> ate the boy spider. I actually don't know <laughs> what gender they were, and I don't care, but isn't that the worst? And so are you still holding on to the Hannibal Lecter? I I promised the kids we could keep them or it until after Halloween. And then I either am going to flush it, which is probably the realistic thing I'm going to do, or quote unquote, release it in the desert. (laughs) 
<laughs> release it into the toilet when they're at school and be like, oh, it was yeah. so beautiful. That's exactly what I plan on doing. So for all you tarantula lovers out there, oh my God, right? For all you spider lovers out there, I'm sorry, I will be flushing a tarantula, so don't hate me. Oh, so gross. (laughs) I, spiders are gross, but my worst one is cockroaches. Oh yeah, I'm I'm okay with that now. I had a really bad experience in college with a really shitty house and tons of cockroaches, so I had to get used to that. Yeah. Oh my God, no, no. I see a cockroach and I run. (laughs) I hate cockroaches. It's so gross. I had to get used to it. And they are nasty, though. They're real nasty. What was your golden turd of the week? So my golden turd was really exciting. Um, I feel like a grown-up this week because I purchased for both of my children uh, two life insurance policies that can act as cash when they're in their 20s and either pay for college, pay off college debt, put a down payment on a house, something like that. Um, So that felt really, really great that I now have that for my children. Well, okay. So now if you go missing, they're going to be like, you know, she got that nice life insurance. Right. <laughs> well, I have that. So I have the net life, uh, sorry, term life insurance policy. Um, and then I have two whole insurance policies for either child. So if I die, my family gets $400,000 to pay nice. off the house, to pay for college, you know, so Scott can get a new wife, you know, the usual stuff. <laughs> am, I, am I a beneficiary of any of these things? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the kids are. But, <laughs> but they each have their own life insurance policies. And, and basically, I did that in lieu of doing college funds because just with what we do for a living and with the rising price of college education, especially in the United States and the amount of debt people go into for college. And I don't think it's necessary for everybody. I would rather have the option of, of utilizing a, like a chunk of cash for whatever they needed in their life at that point, you know, um, versus having to pay for a very high priced state school. Um, so it just gives you more options. And I did a lot of research. I had some help. Uh, one of my good girlfriends helped me, you know, find the right financial counselor to help me with all this stuff. So, you know, it took a little bit of extra learning, but I feel really, really good. I'm so grown up of you. I know it really feels grown up. (laughs) Okay. How about you? Your boobs are going to come in. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm growing. Growing some boobs. Oh, I wish. oh my god! So <laughs> for me is you know I I have a double header here. So my mm. shitter and golden turd are one and the same. Mm. Um, so you know we're buying the new house. And it's so all I ever excited. talk about is the new house, and uh, it's like my like that commercial where they're like the bout the bout the bout. <laughs> all I talk about is the house. Right. You drive by this house every single day multiple times a day (laughs) and nobody lives in it and so we drive by and the like side gate is open and I'm like that's Mm. fucking weird so whatever we get out we we can't get in the house so we just walk in the backyard and we look in and that's pretty much all we do and we find it to be very exciting (laughs) well we're standing back there and for some reason Caitlin decides to like pull on the sliding glass door and it opens and we're like, what the fuck? Uh, like, it's always locked. And then she looks in and there's a backpack in there. And no. she's like, oh my God, go, 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 go. So like, we we run to the front of the house and we had an experience recent, like a year ago where our neighbors moved out and they were going to rent it out. But for like a month or two, no one lived in that house. Mm. And this guy was squatting in there. Oh my God. And we scary. thought he was just some like erratic, crazy person. And we didn't know. So I text those neighbors and I was like, Hey, like, did you guys find someone to rent your place? And they're like, oh yeah, they're moving in this week. I'm like, this guy's been living there for like three weeks now. Oh my God. And so I just had it in my head. Like there's a squatter in this house. And it was, I was, so then we go to the front of the house and the doors open. Like it's (gasps) completely unlocked. I open the door and I like yell inside the house. Cause I'm like, I'm going to find some homeless person setting up camp in my new house and (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin's freaking out she's like get in the car get in the car I'm I'm protecting my house but I was too scared to go all the way in and (laughs) (laughs) so I call her I call her realtor he calls their realtor and he's like oh he said he calls back and he's like oh the owner of the house is in town and he's like checking out the things that we sent on the inspection list and I was like oh fuck so I like shut the door and I get in the car and drive away I'm like oh thank god he wasn't home Right? Like, could you? <laughs> so, no one was squatting in our house, which is good news. <laughs> Bad news is, I may have broken a law or two. I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, that's the best story ever. Poor Caitlin. Oh, but she, I know. She always has to deal with my dumbass. Oh, my God. That's the best ever. Well, I'm so excited oh. for your new house, though. Congratulations. Thank you. That's we're super so, excited. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's a slow process, but we're excited. Does it have a backyard? Yes, that's the main, because right now, you know, our house, it's just like a patio home. Right, it's like, right. we're so excited to have a yard. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Oh, I will come help you move. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you, you can don't come know. kill any bugs that might. <laughs> oh, I could be the bug killer. I can do that. I'm really good at that. I've killed bugs That'd in your be house helpful. before. Yeah, um, that would be helpful. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Ace personally, he won't help <laughs> anybody move. So don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I won't accept help to move. That is true. Because friends have been like, "Oh, let us know when you want help." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Because mm-hmm. if I if you help me move, then I'm gonna have to help you. Move. <laughs> Moving is just a scream fest. Like I feel like that's all that happens with people moving. So then you're gonna be in someone's house and they're gonna be going like at each other and you're just gonna be like, "Oh fuck, mm-hmm. like this is awkward." So I, I just I'm not I'm not gonna help. Oh, it's the worst. Moving is the worst. <sighs> I know. I know. For I'm sure. Scared. I just did it, <sighs> but I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you ready to talk about our flashback favorites? I am. Okay, so these are things that when we did them, we thought they were great. And now that we've had time to come to our senses, we realize that we sucked at everything we did. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so for me, this is kind of a mild one, but I have a story to go with it. Um, I used to be obsessed. Last, Not last week, but the week before, we talked about how I'm obsessed or was with signs or banners and how it would have mm-hmm. like a million banners that I bought on Etsy that said different things like gather or family or whatever. Right. So I had that, but I used to pair those banners with baskets. So mm. I had a billion baskets and I would always take them to my sessions in case I could, for some reason, squish a kid or two in a basket. Right. So this one time I had my basket choices and I would always carry them to the park with me because I'd have like six or seven baskets and blankets and banners, right? So I had this basket and this this little one, he was turning, I want to say one. And I put my little banner on the basket and I put the basket down and then I put him in the basket. But what I didn't know is that he was starting to stand up a lot and he stood up (laughs) and he toppled right over onto my hands because I dove for him to catch him. Right. (laughs) And I barely got him like he would have smacked boom right on the pavement because he was in the grass, but right next to him was the walkway. (laughs) And so I like volleyball dove and caught this baby's head with my hands. And I, and that was the last time I brought baskets to a session. (laughs) A good old woven basket. A good old woven basket. You know, you see him and be like, yep, I got to have that. That's amazing. Yep. I know what a chunky nine month old I'm going to put in that bad boy. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. How about you? So my flashback favorite this week is all about when I discovered the HSL panel in Lightroom. <laughs> and, you know, in Arizona, we don't really have green. Like, right. even our greenest green is yellow. Right. And so what I found was if I went to the HSL panel, I could take those greens and I could make them electric. <laughs> oh, ooh, baby. A, a highlighter green. Oh, Uh-oh. give it to me. You know? um, <laughs> Green on fire, give it to me. Like <laughs> it, it just looked like snot all over my pictures for a short period of time. And I was just like, ooh, it's thank God. I, people are going to think this is in, you know, Seattle. <laughs> like no one trained. thought it was in Seattle. <laughs> uh, everybody knew. But here's the best part is like we all can relate to the feeling of trying something new like that and being just ecstatic. Like this is the best. I will always edit like this. I have found my way. Oh, this is amazing. Like you, you can all relate to that feeling. I've been, I've had that feeling a million times about dumb stuff I've done. <laughs> you know, what's worse though, hmm. is in my situation, you know, cause I have Caitlin and she looks at all the pictures and stuff mm-hmm. and sometimes she'll say something and she'll be like, these greens look kind of weird. And I'm like, fuck you. You don't know greens, man. <laughs> you, you don't know a green when it bites you in the ass. But trust me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the creatives, okay? <laughs> uh, how about you have fun over there doing whatever it is you're doing? I'll focus on the greens. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, she's always been the voice of reason. I love her. So oh, much. I know. I couldn't do life without her. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh all right. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we will be answering all of your guys's questions. 
Heyo. Have you ever posted in an online photography group just to get ripped a new one because people didn't agree with what you had to say? Or have you ever reached out to a more established photographer and crickets? The Unraveled Academy wants to change the way we learn and interact with other photographers. It's an online photography community where assholes are not welcome and everyone has a seat at the lunch table. The Unraveled Academy is constantly feeding its members new content and courses to keep them growing as photographers and human beings. But the real treat is that our listeners are getting one free month at Unraveled. <laughs> That's better than any carb I've ever met. All you have to do is use the promo code LUNCHTIME when you sign up at www.theunraveledacademy.com and you get one month free. That makes me want to shake my man boobies like never before. So, don't forget, use the code LUNCHTIME when you sign up at www.theunraveledacademy.com and be ready to experience a whole new community. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. All right. Okay. <laughs> we are back and we are doing now ASK. <laughs> ask ace and co do you do you ever get offended that it's not ask co and ace mm, actually i've never thought of that but now i am offended i feel like our names just always go ace and co well remember when we were putting together our workshop because we teach you know a local workshop for those of you that don't know here in phoenix remember we were putting it together and we were going to call it ace and co workshops and it sounded like ace and company yes and then yeah. i was like um i'm like co. i'm like the problem is because you were like you were, you know, you were shifting, shifting out of the Colleen name and into Co. And I was mm -hmm. like, Ace and Co. sounds like it's like me and my minions running some <laughs> workshop. I'm like, <laughs> no, but I loved it. I love how it sounds. And I'm like, I am kind of your minion. <laughs> <laughs> so it matches. It's all good. <laughs> oh my God, shut up. Oh, I love Ugh. it. So no, so I like Ace and Co. It's good. I do like it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just alphabetical. It is. <laughs> you know. It's not about who's important first. It's just alphabetical. Right, 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 right. Yeah, totally. But I do like being first. <laughs> oh, so this week's know. questions are all about business. We have so many questions. I feel like we get completely swamped with business questions. And I'll be honest, business is not always my favorite favorite topic to talk about because mm. I feel like I'm a little bit of an idiot with how I do things. And I don't feel like I'm a master of talking about it, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Mm, I'm going to interject. I want to interject. on that. <laughs> I really feel that that's false. I, I feel like we all think we're bad at business because it's, it isn't the fun thing to talk about, but I think you're really good at business. And I especially like talking about um, your business strategies in relation to debt, um, which I think are genius. So for everybody listening, please take note of what he says, because it is re it's really good information. Thank you. Mm, you got it, babe. <laughs> so because my name is first, you can ask the first question. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, so <laughs> this person asks, I finally just quit my day job as a teacher and I'm pursuing photography full time, but I feel overwhelmed even thinking about retirement and savings. So do you have any advice? Oh, this is such a good question. You want to go first? It's such a, like a, though, mm, you're just like, oh, fuck. It's like, it's one of those things where when you think about retirement and savings, you feel completely overwhelmed. Mm, just yes. like she said, like it's, it is the worst thing ever. But once you do it, once you get set up, it's not that bad. Mm. It's, you know, we found a financial planner. He set us up a IRA account and we just move money to that. Mm -hmm. And that's the only point we're at now. We're not at the point where like, um, I think we have small investments, but they're like very casual. Right. I can't think of the word as investments where it's right. not like going up and down. It's like a slow, gradual change. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been huge for us. Just knowing that it's there, knowing that there's something happening and right. It's, but it's, it's taking those first few steps that feels impossible. Right. Oh, I, I actually could talk for a while about this because it's something that's really important. And I hate to isolate you here, Ace, but it's specifically for women. These are things okay. that, <laughs> that a lot of women put on the back burner, either because 
um, they've never been taught that it's important or they're focusing on their children first. And I have experienced both of those things. I have also had a quote unquote regular job, which had a retirement, which I'll be super honest with you, wasn't that great. It wasn't that great of a retirement, but I felt like I had it done. I felt like I was like, oh, I have my retirement account through the hospital, right? I really had very little in there. And at the time, um, they were matching me a certain percentage. So that's good. But then I went non-benefited and they weren't matching anything. So it was all on me anyways. So for years, I really didn't pay attention to it because I had it done. I had it tucked away. That was taken care of. But realistically, I wasn't putting enough in to actually retire. And this is something that's super important. You see those retirement calculators online. You hear about people talking about it. You see commercials. All of that is actually really important, and it is very vital for you to know how much you want to make in retirement. If you want to make 70% of your current income, no matter where you're at, um, you have to plan accordingly for that because it comes fast. Like I'm 34 this year, and although I don't feel old, well, some days I feel old, but although technically I'm not old, <laughs> I'm halfway to retirement which is crazy. And I need to plan accordingly or else I'll have to put in a huge amount in my 40s and 50s in order to retire with any sort of paycheck. So what I do, you know, obviously I'm self-employed and that can be scarier, um, but I also have an IRA um, and I do have a financial guide. I have, I have a woman who helps me with this stuff because it, it can be difficult Who I can ask dumb questions and it's all okay because she's heard those dumb questions before. Um, but not having somebody that you can go to and, and ask those questions is, is the first mistake that most people made. And I made that for many years. I also took out of my retirement after I had each child because we were struggling financially. And so I completely depleted it to the point of having almost nothing by the time I became fully self-employed. Um, so I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've learned a lot. And this is a really important thing. And I will talk about this uh, too, when we get to our challenge for the week, but I really want you guys to think about retirement as something that is net you have to do. Um, and and it, it does get overwhelming, but it really isn't as complex as you, as you might think it's not it. And having somebody that you can ask questions is the first step and getting a consultation. So I, again, I could talk about this forever. Well, and I, I, when I was, when we were originally looking into this, I was trying to set everything up, up, up myself. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was way too much. Cause I was like, I literally don't even know what half this shit is saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm someone like, I'm not stupid. Like I've paid attention. Like I'm a huge Dave Ramsey lover. Like mm -hmm. I understand finances and stuff like that, but it's like, it is so overwhelming when you get to that point And it's like, and I'm someone, I'm a DIY person. Like you can do everything yourself, but that's one thing that it's like, let someone else at least get you set up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I am going to include when we go to air with this episode in the show notes, I'm going to include a couple of links, uh, for one of the women that I work with currently. Um, she's in Australia. She's amazing. And she has a book, um, that I love. She's, she's like the female equivalent of Dave Ramsey, but lives in Australia. <laughs> and I will tell you, so she's, so she's a lot prettier than Dave. <laughs> she's much prettier than Dave, but I will tell you, it, it was really hard for me on a personal level as a woman, as a mother and as a business owner, I like Dave and I did his program. I did, but it's really hard. And I'll be honest, it's really hard to take advice from a guy who can't relate to you in any way. I mean, mm -hmm. he's not relatable to me in any way. So yeah. I searched for a woman. I wanted a woman who was good at finance. And it was actually extremely hard to find because not only is it, again, like it's the relationship with money that most of us have struggled with since day one, whether it was not taught to us or whether we didn't consider it to be an importance or whether we're, we have children and we're focused on that or whatever it might be, whatever your reason for having a poor relationship with finances might be, because I had a really bad relationship with money for a really long time. And it's only until the last couple of years where I really had to get my shit together and start being like, Hey, I want to be successful and I want to have a nest egg and I want to, you know, have my kids be taken care of if I died and all of these really gnarly topics. And it really isn't as difficult as just starting. So I'm going to include in the show notes, some links for some wonderful people um, to help you get started. Nice. Yay. <laughs> okay. Question two. Mm. Do you guys have any advice for people who are self-employed and need health insurance? I mm. almost want a shitty job just for the benefits. Ugh. Ugh. And trust me, 
so when I started my business, I was on my parents' insurance. Mm -hmm. I lived at home. Like it wasn't a scary thing. And it wasn't until I was like getting up to 26, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to get your own insurance and you're like, Mm -hmm. fuck, what am I going to do? Like my parents had great insurance. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what I would do. Um, so what we actually do is it's something called, uh, my Christian care, it's Christian MediShare, it's a medical sharing thing. So basically what it is, is, you know, us and a ton of other people out there are all in this one account together. Mm -hmm. And it works so much like insurance, but they can't call it insurance. Um, And you submit your bills to them, and you have a family share, which is basically like your deductible. Um, And that has been the greatest thing ever because I have friends who are self-employed and they're paying like, I think they said they're paying $1,200 a month for mm-hmm. a $10,000 deductible. Yep. And Caitlin and I, I think we pay something like $200 a month and it's a $5,000 deductible um, or a family share. And it's been huge for us. And mm. if you're not a Christian or whatever, there's tons of these medical sharing things out there. I have a friend who's on one called Liberty Share. Um mm. And, and it's and it's so much better than insurance for the fact that like they send us a thing every month and it's like, hey, these are the people whose bills you're helping with. And then it mm-hmm. also sends a thing that's like, um, hey, if everyone in this share plan would donate an extra dollar this month, we could pay off a pre-existing bill for someone else oh. to help them with this hard time. Um, so it's like it's it's insurance in a way, but you feel good about it. You don't feel like complete shit. You call them, they answer the phone right away. It's not like you're left on hold forever. Right. Um, That's been the biggest thing. And I try to tell everyone about it. Yeah. Uh, Because it's, insurance is such a scary thing. And you do hear about those $10,000 deductibles, $1,200 a month. Like I couldn't afford that. I know. Oh, well, and it, it gets really gnarly. And then that's why, you know, people just have catastrophic and it's cheap and just in case it's the fan. But, um, you know, if you yeah, healthcare is so expensive, I worked in healthcare for 13 years. I mean, it's like $200 for a Tylenol like in the hospital. So it, it is, yeah. it is all marked up in extreme amount because of the current situation that we're in. And it, it's really, really scary. And like for, for us, I was very blessed. So when our son was born, he was a preemie and had serious health issues right out the gates. His NICU bill was like $400,000. Holy shiza. And, and pff, we had insurance. Could you imagine if I didn't? I would no. be homeless, <laughs> like truly, or I would just go to collections. I'd have horrible credit because I wouldn't have been able to pay all that. So it really, really is a scary thing. And I would love for you to share the Liberty share I've heard of before. Um, there's, there is a lot of options for self-employed people, but not a lot of great options. So that's the best way I can tell you, especially if you make a certain dollar amount that you don't qualify for all of these, you know, uh, tax and federal, uh, exemptions and, and, um, ways that you can get help. Um, it really is a problem. It really is a big problem. Then you look at other countries that are doing it much different and yeah, their taxes are higher, but they pay nothing for their health care, and they're all taken care of. And, but then you get into the political issues there and I don't want to do that here. That's not what this is about, but, <laughs> um, we will include links for things like Liberty share, um, and the one ACE uses as well. Cause you guys can at least take a peek and at least go down the road of educating yourself on your options. And just call them because it's literally, it's the coolest thing you call and you're on hold for like a second. And they're like, hello, thank you for calling <laughs> Christian Medishare. And at the very end, it's so sweet. Every single time they're like, can I say a prayer for you today? Oh and my gosh. Like, and, and I always feel so bad because I'm always like, no, I'm good. Like, don't just save it for, save it for the next Save it for somebody else. <laughs> so what but if it I really is like, there? it's the sweetest thing. Oh, well, what if I went on there? Cause I'm not a Christian. What if I went on there and said I was <laughs> like, what is the, what's the background check there? <laughs> they, they ask like what church you belong to. And so like, we, we belong to a non-denomin- non-denominational Christian church, which is like very relaxed Christian. Mm. Um, And so, but like the Liberty share has nothing to do with like your, uh, religious background. We just went with that one because of our background and stuff. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. Gotcha. No, it's good information to have. I love that. 
Okay. So the next question says, this may sound stupid, but I don't have the slightest clue how taxes work and how do I pay them and how much do I pay? It's so overwhelming. This is not a stupid question. This gets asked constantly. And I will start with, I'm not sure where you live, but it is completely dependent on where you live. Um, for us here in the state of Arizona, and ACE might have a little bit different of a method, but I put aside 20% of everything that I make. So if I shoot a session, I'll put aside 20% and then an additional 10% for self-employment tax. So I'm putting aside 30% of every piece of work that I do. I put in a separate savings account and then I actually pay quarterly, pay my taxes quarterly. So I don't have to have this huge lump sum at the end of the year. Um, and then I, if I get any back awesome with, you know, write-offs and travel and stuff like that, um, then great, but that's how I do it. And I will tell you the first thing you need to do is go talk to an accountant. It isn't that expensive, especially just to have an initial consultation. Um, my, my woman that I go see my accountant, she, I think I pay her when she does my taxes, it's like $300 to do my taxes. But if I go see her twice a year, it's like a hundred bucks to just go get a consultation and to talk things through. And she's great with finance and I get a ton of advice from her. Um, I really, really recommend going and meeting with an accountant. Ace, what do you think? I am. I agree. I think you need to go meet with an accountant. Now, like I said earlier, I'm a little DIY. So what I do is I go and I meet with an accountant and I ask all my questions and then, cause I do my taxes. I do our taxes myself. Mm. Um, and not everyone would do that, but I'm just kind of a control freak and it's, <laughs> it's not fun, but, uh, it's worth it to me to do it. The other thing is in Arizona, you know, we have to pay sales tax on sessions mm -hmm. because State of Arizona recognizes photography as a product, not a service. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's annoying to have to do. But again, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those things you, you add it onto your shoot, you collect it from your clients and then you take mm -hmm. it and you give it straight to the state and the city, um, which it sucks. But again, it's not even your money. It just sucks. Cause it's like in your hands for a second. And then you're like, and it's gone. Right. Um, for us, we have to file, we have to file sales tax every month. Um, and then we have to pay quarterly for our actual taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, and we always owe, we always owe more, um, which is a good thing. It means that every year we're, you know, we're progressing and we're making more money and we're doing more business. Um, so our estimated are never right, but yeah. it is the, oh, taxes is literally the worst. It really is. But you don't want, you don't <laughs> want to dick around with it. You can't dick around with it. You no. have to do it. You have to do it right. Yep. Um, you have to do it right. Cause here's what will happen. If you say you charge $500 for a session, just rounding to a, you know, an even number, say you charge $500 for a session and you consider that to be $500 in your pocket. What's going to happen at the end of the year when tax season comes is you are going to owe a certain percentage of all of those $500 collections. And if that's already spent, if you're living off the gross, then you are screwed <laughs> and you're going to have to pay it. Um, typically the first two to three years of a business being active, you can, you can claim a loss, meaning you can have so many expenses for your business growing that you can claim a loss and it can show you can get either no, no money back or sorry, you can get some money back or have to not pay anything in addition. Um, that happened to me my first couple years of business just because I showed that I bought X, Y, and Z for my business or did X, Y, and Z for my business. And so I didn't really have to worry about it too much, but then you get past year two or three and you have to pay your taxes and they will come get your taxes from you. Um, and I've learned this from experience and it really, really, really sucks to get that bill for several thousand dollars that you owe the IRS and the state. So this is important. Take the time and do it right. Well, in my first year of business, I didn't know that I was supposed to collect sales tax. This is the worst moment Ugh. of my business. And so at the end of the year, like we're doing all of our stuff and I figure out that I'm supposed to be paying sales tax on all these shoots. So not only did I have to go back and pay sales tax on every single mm -hmm. session that I did, I also had to pay interest for all the times that I, cause I, they were all essentially late. Oh, they were like, okay, no. well for, and think like January to, and, and it's Jan. I don't think I figured this out until like March. 
So right. I had to go back to the last January and pay interest on all of those and late fees and uh, stuff like that. So just do it right. Do it right the first time. Um, I would tell people, you know, if you're contemplating your business, make it an LLC, like mm-hmm. do all of that stuff right away. And then it's done and you don't even have to think about it. Right. Right. And get help, get help. I mean, I am not an LLC as Colleen Hodges photography. Um, I chose to be a sole prop. There's so many different ways to do it, but if these words are confusing you in any way, go see an accountant. They can help you. My accountant helped me establish my LLC for unraveled. Um, and so I, I have learned, you know, through help, all of these things. So this can be very daunting. It can be very confusing. That's okay. It was for us too. And we've made mistakes and that's why we're here talking about it. So don't worry, but it is okay to go ask questions from someone who knows. Okay. Question four. Mm. Um, I know a photographer in my area who's relatively active in their business, but I can't find their registered entity. Would you report them or ignore it? Um, ignore it. Oh, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Let me see if it could... Why would you be looking for their registered entity? I don't know. Okay, this is a good That's question. That's why I'm saying ignore it. Like, I just think my mentality in life is I've been in places where, like, I've focused so much on other people and what other people are doing and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> you realize after a while that, like, you spend so much time looking at everyone else's grass that you, in right. the meantime, your grass has fucking died. Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say ignore it. I would oh, say yeah. if they're not doing things right, it'll come back and it'll yeah. get handled. Oh, worry about it. And not to say this in a rude way, but like, you got to worry about yourself. You got enough to worry about. Other people are going to do their own thing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more with that. That's a really good question. Actually, I, we're getting some good questions. I'm happy about this. I wouldn't um, even know how to find a registered entity. No nope. entity. That's, That's what a hard entity, word to entity. Say. Yes. I, I mean, I guess if you look on the state site, but it would be by state because, for example, Unraveled Academy was established in the state of Arizona because that's where I live. Um, so it would be by state for us, for in, in the United States anyways. So I don't know. I guess you could look on like ArizonaGovernment.gov. Is this person legit? I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Here's the thing. This person is obviously smarter than we are. Right. And so we probably shouldn't be giving them advice. No doubt. <laughs> yes, you're smarter than us. So just keep doing your thing. Um, <laughs> question number five. Oh, this is a really good one. How do I pay myself? Do you set up a recurrent payment every other week, like a regular paycheck? Right now, I have, I just move money as I need it and from my business to my personal. Okay. So this is what my accountant and I have come up with. And it really is simple because I asked the same question. Do I pay myself? And the answer that she told me was no. As long as you have it through an account that can be tracked. And I use QuickBooks and I have her. And it's very easy to pull up a profit and loss statement to have a balance sheet and to show where the money is coming from and where the money is being distributed to. But I do quote unquote pay myself from one account to another. So the money comes into a certain account. I make sure that 30% of that is set aside into my savings account, which is designated for taxes. And then I take the rest and put it into my personal account, just like it would be a paycheck, but I don't do it bi-weekly or whatever. You can have your own system if you want. I'm not sure what ACE does. I'm interested to hear, but that's what I do. (laughs) Okay. Your turn. Um, I'm kind of like this person in the fact of like, I don't pay myself. Um, And so going back to, we were talking about Dave Ramsey, I live a Dave Ramsey modified life. You know, you were saying it's kind of hard to get fully on boat with Dave because he's not relatable to your own lifestyle. I modify it. Um, We don't really sit down and we don't fully like write out a complete budget and stuff like that. But I also know we don't have debt and we, we live within our means. We're good about saving um, and stuff like that. So I feel okay not having the budget. Um, but I'm not good about paying myself every month. Like I go through and I pay our bills and I move that amount over for what I need. Um, and then if I, and then I'll like be like, Oh, and I always move extra over too. So that like we can live off of it. Um, because there's a lot of things we do that don't come out of a business expense. And so I am so proud of everyone who like legit, goes through their uh banking and is like 
okay, like, oh, it's the second Friday of the month. It's payday. So I'm going to transfer this amount over. I, I, I have a sister who's self-employed and she does that. Like every yeah. two weeks, she, she pays herself just a certain amount of money. It's the yeah. same amount every month. Um, I'm not, I'm not that organized. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. That well, there's so many ways to do it. It just depends on what works for you and your family. It is nice. If you're self-employed, one of the biggest uh, complaints of being self-employed is not knowing an exact dollar number that's coming in. Like people who are in a quote unquote regular job on salary. Right. So, you know, like if you get paid off a business, that's yours and you can expect a paycheck, you know, from yourself on payday, I think that's great because then, um, you can have a designated amount like he's saying his sister does. And then anything that's left over, you could keep in your business account and build that up and have a little bit of a nest egg in your business account if you want to take that money and reinvest it or, you know, reinvest it back into your business even. I think that that's really smart. So that's another option. There's so many and options. And if you're like me and every single year you owe more on your taxes than what you've paid in your estimated, right. then basically you just kind of take that money out of your business account because mm -hmm. you haven't really pulled a shit ton out of there to pay yourself and then it's gone and then it's you're gone. sad about it you're sad about it for like three mm -hmm. days and then you, you completely forget about it i know do you know what helps me whenever guys are working on the road guys and girls i should say working on the road and i go that's a nice road it's gonna be pretty that's where my tax dollars went and then i feel better <laughs> That's good. That's a good way. <laughs> no, there's so much taxes go to. Like, I mean, truly, my children's father gets paid off tax dollars. So if you have a fire in your house or if someone's dying and they come to your house, that's what you paid for. So it is hard to remember that when you're paying an assload of taxes. And last year was really hard for me because I paid a ton because I was divorced. Um, I made a lot of money last year in comparison to the year prior when I was married. And it was really hard to be like, okay, I'm going to write this check now. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now. Like it was hard, but it all goes to stuff that we use as citizens. So that's a, you know, the silver lining. I'm cracking up because I was not thinking at all what you think. I thought what you were going to say and what my mentality is, <laughs> is when I pay the taxes and I see them building the road, I say to myself, thank fucking God I'm not sitting out there building that road. <laughs> I would much rather have the job I have than having to be out in the oh, sun and the heat and that sweat. That is true. <laughs> that is true. And you know, I think it's so interesting. Those people pay, pay taxes too. The people who work off of tax paying jobs pay taxes too. So they have to be out there and still have to pay their taxes. Oh, right. I know. I know. So a shout out to city workers, I guess. Thank you for everything <laughs> you do. Seriously. <laughs> Being a servant of the city is really, it's a hard job. Been there. Oh, I could not do it. It's hard. Oh, this was a really, really good episode. It was very, it was smart for us. Don't you feel like we, we sounded kind of smart for once? <laughs> I feel like I sounded smart at times, but we still have to do our challenge. Let's do our challenge. You go first. So my challenge for everyone this week is I want you to go through wherever it is that you have your schedule at. So whether you have a planner or your calendar on your phone or whatever, I want you to go through and schedule out all of the times that you have to pay things. So like what we do is um, we set one day a month that we pay um, – bills. And then we'll write on that month, like what bills are due because certain months we have to pay our falls on when we have to pay our, uh, estimated taxes. Um, and then like we have our regular monthly bills, which is things like obviously in our personal life, like our mortgage, our, mm -hmm. uh, utilities, all the shit that you pay for your everyday life, right. but then also like our estimated taxes. And what you do is you put it in your schedule and then I try not to schedule anything else for that day. It's mm -hmm. like, that's my day, like where I, I pay my stuff and I make sure it's not on like a Saturday or a Sunday. I always pick a day. So you can't just say like, Oh, on the first of every month. Cause right. you never know what that's going to fall on. Um, and it's been super helpful, helpful for us. It's, it's made us feel a little bit more organized, a little bit more on top of our shit. Like we mm -hmm. don't forget everything. Mm -hmm. um, Cause paying bills is one of my weaker skill sets in life um, <laughs> like are you, the amount are you of times 
Are you ever late on bills? Well, I'm late to the point where like they send the thing uh, and they're like, hey, you're late. And it's like, oh, you shit. I know. Uh, like, course, well, really. APS, who's like who we use for our power and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had to do this thing where we had to put down like a $500 deposit because they're like, you've been late too many times. I'm like, sorry. Stop uh, it. <laughs> oh my so we gosh. had to do that. Um, but now we're good. We we schedule it out and we say this is the day we're doing it. I do it first thing in the morning and then it's it's done for the day and I feel like I have the rest of the day off. Oh, I love that. Mm, that's a good challenge. I'm going to do that actually. It's a really good So just challenge. write it down. You don't have to actually yeah. do it yet. Just write them in your schedule. Mm-hmm. Just getting used to it and getting used to when stuff comes out and having more of a momentum and a, something you can plan on. I like that. Let, less yeah. chaos. <laughs> chaos i love that someone Um, recently asked me they were like or no i was doing this thing online it was about talking to photographers about uh what is the word for their business and a lot of people have like sweet words like Mm -hmm. um oh uh touch and tenderness and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what my fucking word is organized (laughs) chaos that's what i do i have organized chaos and i love it and i Mm -hmm. live for it and it's the best thing ever. So my whole life is organized chaos. I would say I that's don't even have really yet. accurate. Oh my God. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> wait. This is ace. This is what people with kids do to childless people. We just wait for you to have a baby. So we can be like, Oh, I bet it's so hard right now. This is amazing. And you kind of like deviously are happy when they're going through all the stuff you've already been through. But you know, I'll still be like, they're helping you. Don't worry. But I'll oh, be like yeah. secretly kind of excited that you don't have any sleep. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to have to ask you like nurse questions. Yeah, I'm here for, I, trust me, I get asked nurse questions all the time. I actually don't mind that one, but it's part, okay. part of my heart. Uh, that was a really good challenge. Okay, so my challenge, which I talked about a little bit about before, this week I want you guys to look up your local accountants and financial advisors um, and just look them up. And just kind of get familiar with who's around you um, and who your resources are. Because I'll be honest with you, if you're a female and you're listening to this, it was really, really difficult for me to find a female, anything, accountant or financial advisor here local to me. They were all men. And so, and I know that, and I'm not trying to sound sexist or like reverse sexism or whatever is going on here, but I needed someone who could understand me. I'd been to male accountants and I'd been to mail. I mean, we got our taxes done by this one guy. I'll tell you this story real quick. This was about mm, four years ago. This was when I just started my business. And we went to this guy and I was, I had my stuff all organized and I gave it to him. Um, and he literally looked at my photography business name and laughed. And now, yeah, he, he did. He laughed like, and I was clean Hodges photography at the time. I wasn't green desert anymore, but I still, he <laughs> laughed at it and he's like, Oh, you know, we don't have to include, you know, little hobbies like this. And I was like, so blown away by how rude he was. And by just how little he took into account my, and I, I he hadn't even seen that I was also a nurse and making over half of our income. And he was just thinking I was, you know, just this little, this little, little, little girl who had her little camera and it was super cute, but we don't need to include that because it's just a little hobby. And it was so, I was so put off by it. And I'm a pretty big feminist, right? So I was like, I went home the whole car ride home. I was just pissed. And Scott knew I was pissed because, you know, he was just, he was just rude and he just discounted what I could bring to the table. And I would love to see him again and just be like, listen, so we never came back to you for a reason. That's because you were really rude. Uh, you know, about a component of our income, our family income that was mine. Is it because I'm a woman? Is it because, you know, it was photography and it was creative and it wasn't a quote unquote real job? Like, I would love to know because I'm sure this happens to a lot of people. I don't know if that ever happened to you with an accountant or anything, Ace, but. Oh, it did. And let me tell you, it's not just because you're a female, because when I went to this, so this is the reason that I'm in the place now where I do our own taxes is because my first experience was just like yours and it was real shitty. And, um, the guy, like I, it was an, I went to like an H and R block and I was just like, (laughs) I don't know, like, I don't know where else the fuck to go. So I go to this H and R block. This guy has like a broken leg. Um, (laughs) and he's just pissed at the world. And so I try not to like take it personally, but he was like, I'm like, I need help doing my taxes. I don't really know what I'm doing. He's like, 
he was super fat i mean i'm fat now but at the time i wasn't and he was like all right so uh yeah what do you what's your business and i was like photography he's like don't do that and i was like like don't do i'm I'm here that's what i'm doing like what do you mean don't do that like he was like there's no money in that he's like say here's here's an example for you you uh you photograph a diamondbacks game okay and i'm like what the fuck do you mean i'm photographing a diamond i've never been to a fucking diamondbacks game (laughs) Mean? and i was just so pissed because like he didn't even give me a second to like explain myself or right. anything i was just like fuck you right. <laughs> it's the worst it's the worst because i yeah. do feel like people have a preconceived notion of what owning a photography business is and i mean my spouse had that same notion multiple family members i mean my <laughs> my children's father's family still is in awe that i do this for a living and every time i tell them i'm traveling somewhere to speak about what i do for a living they're like, really? People pay for that? And I'm like, yes, they do. I'm like, this is a huge industry. <laughs> like, why is it that confusing? And I just think it's so fascinating that it's not, it's not respected in, in the same light as other jobs. I could tell them I was going to go talk in a nurse convention and they'd be throwing down a red carpet, throwing me a parade <laughs> when I left and welcoming me home like I was coming home from war. Like, it's so fascinating. <laughs> true it's so fascinating to me just the the huge divide in the perception of what creative workers do so maybe we'll get that you know a little better in the next couple years that'll be our that'll be our goal ace me and you that's right well yeah i would tell people too when you're looking at these accountants go off of referrals from people who are in the same industry as you like it's nice when you can be like, oh, my friend who does the exact same thing I do comes to you and they're like, great, like right. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like they're familiar with the laws and mm-hmm. you don't want someone who's like, you don't want to ever go to an accountant and be like, so my friend says I have to pay sales tax and they're like, nah, are you sure about that? Let me look it up. And you're like, oh, fuck. No. <laughs> Let me look it up. That would be the worst. Oh my <sighs> gosh. Well, you guys, you have your challenges. We're excited to hear back from you. If you guys want to submit questions to us that are anonymous that we can answer on this show, email us at lunchtimeaceandco at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love it. We would really love it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Bye. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. As always, you can send your questions to lunchtimeaceandco at gmail.com. And we wouldn't mind if you guys wanted to give us a little review and subscribe to the podcast. But if not, it's cool. We still love you either way. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.